0: possible. I'm here to inspire you and guide you with weekly episodes on money, marketing, life, and all things online business. All right, let's dive in to this week's episode. All right, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. So excited to be here with my friend, Jesse, who is a coach, a mom of five, a wife, all the things. Um, Jesse, hi. Thank you so much for being here today.
1: Hello. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: Oh my gosh. I'm I'm so excited to talk about all this stuff because I feel like you've just been through so much and I think it's going to be so helpful for people to hear all these different points of your story. So with that said, I know that you have quite a story. Do you want to kind of just give people a little introduction to like who you are and what this journey has been for you?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure we can then pull little pieces out of that that will really bless people when we dig in deeper. So um, as Taylor said, I am a certified life and business growth coach. I'm also a wife and mom of five crazy kids all um, ages 11 and under. So life over here is insane. But um, I'm also, you know, a bunch of fancy titles. I'm a published author, a speaker, a podcaster, an event host. And I really only say those titles because the truth is, is they are things that I never thought I could be. One other title that I didn't mention, and I will throw in here to really drive home my point here, is I'm also a former professional 300 mile per hour world champion race car driver. And these, again, are all things that I always dreamed about being, but didn't really think were in the realm of possibility for me because of the fact that I came from really humble beginnings and, you know, didn't really have what I felt like I needed to go and do any of these things. And um, when you have that deep passion inside of you to just grow and serve and um, are willing to not take no for an answer, you can become like me through a lot of adversity, which we'll dive into. But now here where I am, somebody who started out as um, being raised by a single mom. My dad died when I was 11 years old, unexpectedly. And um, I moved out at 17, put myself through college and did all of the things where, you know, I pretty much ate ramen noodles or nothing for a good three years. Um, And over the last 20 years, I have built a, well, two seven figure businesses. One is a brick and mortar physical therapy clinic with my husband. And the other is my um, coaching business, which is called Millionaire Mompreneur project. And I do all of that in part-time hours. Now that all sounds super fancy. (laughs) There is so much in between here that we'd be like, holy cow, how'd you make it here? And I say that only because I feel like so many of us have those stories. And we see that adversity as the thing that holds us back. And for a very long time, I did too. I let it hold me back. In fact, until I kind of decided to flip the, the, the switch more or less and shift my perspective and realize that these Things weren't happening to me, but they were happening for me. And truly, I am here now so proud of all of the things that I have been able to do and continue to do and the impact I get to make with my businesses, but only because more than anything, it's about teaching other people that they can do it too, no matter what their past is, no matter what their circumstances is, no matter how many mistakes they've made or epic failures they have had, which is actually why I'm so glad to be chatting with you, Taylor, today, because you and I... and I mean, you're just seeing more and more of this lately, but so many of us are sharing the true, raw, authentic, transparent um, behind the scenes of what it has looked like to get to where we have building our businesses. And the only reason we're here is because we just kept going. We were willing to see the failure as the stepping stone to, you know, maybe that little tiny success and so on, Right.
0: Yeah. And I think that a lot of us, especially moms have like built these businesses, like you said, part-time hours, right? You hear that's like part-time and it's easy and and all this stuff, but it's like, we had to do that to work around these very full, often chaotic lives. And you know, you create that ease in your business. And then there's also things that come up in your business that are not easy because that's business. Um, I just, I think that part is so often missed and i think what's unfortunate about it is then when people are trying to to do that as well and then it's not easy or life throws a curveball or whatever it's it's so easy to quickly be like oh maybe i'm i'm not meant for this or i'm not good enough for this or it's not possible for me because it would be impossible to share everything <laughs> that actually happens behind the scenes right
1: no it's so true and you know, for me, like the way that I've become so passionate with helping people build a business like I have and doing it in part-time hours, having that success without sacrifice is only because I first built my business, sacrificing myself and my yeah. family and then achieved success and actually didn't feel fulfillment or happiness or joy in it at all. And that's where I was like, but I know I meant to do this. Like I knew that I was living my purpose, right? And I was meant to continue to to take this calling of mine and turn it into a career, but it just wasn't happening the way that I wanted it to. And I think that so many of us have that, but because of the way the online world is, we just see the highlight reel. And it's so easy to get distracted by that. I know I was, I actually thought that I was such an epic failure because of the highlight reel that I saw everybody else doing. And then I actually started, I had put off investing in like hiring a coach for any help at first when I was struggling in my business. So I'll tell you this, I built a seven figure brick and mortar with my husband before I started my coaching business, built, started my coaching business and struggled for the first two years. I spent way more money than I made. And most people would have given up when you fail that big repeatedly. Right. I'm just freaking stubborn. And I'm like, this is something I'm going to figure out because I do not like to lose. Right. My Former career was also a professional race car driver, world champion. Like I still 15 years later hold the title as the winningest driver ever in the male and female divisions. Like, I do not lose well. <laughs> and so I was just like, I'm gonna figure this out. And then when I figured it out, I was like, I have to bring this back to more people. And and it just kind of can continue to grow and grow and grow. But for the longest time, I I really did feel like an absolute fraud because I built a seven-figure business. Mm-hmm. And then Couldn't make any profit in my coaching business. Like, what what is wrong with me, right?
0: So, how did you how did you move through that? How do you show up in that? Like, I was just talking about that yesterday, um, in in the context of like, you know, a lot of people right now and all the time because it's just it's a part of business. It's a part of starting your business. It's like it feels like no one's buying, right? But then we think we have to show up as if we know everything, we're perfect, life is just couldn't be any better. You see that a lot. And then behind the scenes, it's not really like that. And I think that it just, we think that's what's going to sell and what's going to work. And it actually doesn't. So I'm curious, like when you were in that space and that those, those feelings of kind of feeling like a fraud were coming up, how did you work through that probably internally? And also like, how did you keep showing up while you were feeling like that? What did it look like?
1: This is such a great conversation because I now teach business growth strategy, but at the core of it is so much of this. The foundation mindset principles, the simple acts of how are we moving and how are we embodying what it is that we're doing first, right? In order to then activate that strategy. So I will say this, first of all, I know as women and moms, we think we have control over everything, but there's really only two things that we have control over in life. And that is number one, our belief and number two, our effort or our action. And so for me, as a certified coach, this was something I'm like, always, how can I simplify things? You know, for me, simple is doable. Um, I always was looking for the shortcut. I wasn't afraid of doing the hard work, but I didn't want to drag it out any longer than I needed to. I tell that like silly story too. I had five uh, babies naturally, nine and a half pounds, and I always joke that I just wanted to like get it done and over with quick because um, they tried to give me an epidural for my first kid, and I pushed and labored for like 12 hours with that. So much so the epidural wore off, they wouldn't give me more. And I was like, I'm never doing that again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I'll do the hard work, let's get in and out. Let's not drag this out. So for me, I had originally started to, in this space of where I was feeling like a total fraud, I was like, exactly what you said, People, people make you feel. And again, this is not other people make you feel, this is my perception of what other people are doing. It caused me, to feel like I needed to be showing up like more of an expert, like I was further along. And when I tried to do that, it felt so wrong. It was like I was faking it till I was making it. And I, this is where I kind of, this is actually, I coined show up, blow up. And I'll explain that in a second. But this is where I was like, I don't want to fake it till I make it. I went back to my race car driving days. And I was like, what is it that helped me become a world champion there? Yes, I was a very talented driver. Yes, I had a great team. But really what it was more than anything is my boss at the time looked at me before I ever got behind the wheel of this car. And he said, this car goes zero to hundred in less than a second, pulls five G forces off the start line. This car has the power to get you to the finish line safely. And as the winner and as a world champion, but this car also has the power to kill you. So you will not get behind the wheel of this car, unless you think you're the best driver in the world. Do so you think you're the best driver in the world? I was like, no. And he's like, okay, so we got to like work on that because you can feel like that before you ever drive this car. So I did a lot of mindset techniques. Um, A lot of, I actually joke, but I probably ran a thousand runs down a racetrack in my mind before I ever actually turn on the engine of this car. I did tons of breathing techniques because if you aren't um, familiar, zero to a hundred in less than a second and 5G forces will make you black out. If you have not done a lot of like Air Force, um, training where you have to like do different reading techniques to learn how to hold your body. I mean, back then, I still don't weigh much more than this now, but I was like a hundred pounds soaking wet, um, <laughs> 18, young woman. So, uh, you know, you, there was just certain things you need to do. And he taught me nothing else. He just simply with like giving me this hard conversation taught me that I needed to become the one that the results I desired required now before I ever would. You earn the opportunity to become her. And so that's what I did to become a world champion. I just decided that I needed to pretend to, I say pretend to be her, but actually show up her as her. And so I, I rained a thousand runs in my mind. And then I actually would get in the car and I would put my big fire suit and helmet and gloves on it to the point you couldn't believe it. And I'd put my five-point harness on and I would actually move my hands and go through the whole thing. Again, a thousand times before I ever turned that car on. So when I did my very first pass, I ever did. Nobody ever did this before. I went 306 miles per hour, zero to 306. Most people would have to like go 80 miles an hour, 150 miles an hour, and then 250. And then they would keep going further and further. But because of all of that work that I had done to show up in my mind before and become that person in my mind before I was able to then go execute. So I told you belief is one thing we have control over. effort and action is another. I was able to just flip that switch and go out and act accordingly, almost instantaneously. Everybody's like, it's a miracle. She's so blessed. No, I put in more work than most other people had, you know, long before I ever turned that car on. And so this is where I was like, what do I need to do in my coaching business? Because I don't want to fake it you make it. That feels so inauthentic. And I also can't lie to save my life. Like you will see the smile on my face. I just can't <laughs> lie to save my life. So it's like, um, I need to show up to blow up. And so I just decided to become, and this is, pay attention. This is the big thing I want y'all to drive home. I decided to become who I needed to be, the best version of myself every single day. I wasn't going to talk the talk. I was going to walk the talk. I was going to become the best embodied version of the transformation that I provided people. And I would focus on that. And when I did that, I would just document the journey. I would no longer create crap that I hoped would sell people into working with me. I would just document the journey and invite people to come along with me. And I will say at that time too, I did also stop throwing spaghetti at the wall. I created what I called the one thing formula. And I just decided to go all in and helping just one type of person achieve one type of result and transformation with one core signature offer on one social media platform, right? Instead of half assing it on five, go all in 100% on one and um, having just one marketing plan. And I actually went from this, the super short story here is I went from making 30K a year to making 30K in 30 days doing this. Wow. Which is like, even I still sometimes say that. I'm like, that sounds stupid to be true. Believe me, I know it, but I had done the foundational groundwork and then I didn't fake it so you make it. I just showed up so I blew up for 30 days and I didn't quit at day 25 when I had only made 15K. I kept going through, I think there was 29 days in that month. I kept going for four more days and guess what? I brought in more people and I made 30K. And then I kept going, I didn't stop and I made 50K in 50 days and I didn't stop and I didn't stop and I built that momentum.
0: Hey, you guys, real quick, I need to take a minute and tell you about Transparent Sales, the membership. This is a new offering in my business that I am so excited to be hosting and running and inviting you into today. So this is literally the most no-brainer way to work with me that I have offered in years, maybe even ever. It's $97 a month. And you are getting four pieces of content from me per month, all designed to support you in making way more money from your content, having a way more profitable business, creating sales with so much more ease and selling out your offers no matter the price point. So this way of doing content and selling and marketing is going to help you sell out your own membership, your own low ticket offers, but also high ticket offers. So inside the membership, you'll find women who are selling out $1,000 courses, $300 courses, memberships, $20,000 coaching packages. It helps you with all of that. We are going into your email marketing strategy, your social media strategy, Instagram stories and posts and Facebook and all the things. We'll talk about podcasting and we'll talk about posting content events like your own free trainings. Um, it's just going to be really, really good. You guys, there's four drops a month. So every month you're going to get a content plan for me where I'm saying, here's what I would be doing this month. Here's where I would be showing up. Here's how much, here's the angles I would do. Here's like how much I would sell and the ways that I would sell. Also every month you're gonna get a new piece of curriculum from me. So this is a super actionable training to help you create better content. Um, also, every month you will get a Q&A. So there will be an opportunity to submit any questions that you have for me, and then I will answer them for you. Um, and then finally, every month, something I'm really excited to do is give you access to my content insights. So we will be taking a look at my own podcast stats, my Instagram stats, my email stats. And I want to do this because I think so often we're trying to replicate what's working for others and you actually don't know what's working for them. So I'm actually gonna show you, here's what you saw me do, here's what worked, here's what didn't work, here's my takeaways, here's what I'm doing differently or the same moving forward because of that. There's a Facebook community. Anyway, you guys, I could go on and on and on, but I wanna get back into the episode. So just go to thetaylorlee.com slash membership. Again, it's literally $97 a month. There's so much content waiting for you already and an incredible group of women in there slash membership. And I'm super excited to celebrate you joining us. All right, back into the episode. (laughs) I love it. No, because you don't see that. Like, just like you shared with, with the race car driving story, people thinking like people do, they assume like you must just be really lucky. You must just be really, really just gifted and talented and, you know, like just born with it. And it's just, we don't see all that work that people are, the inner work that people are putting into it. And I love hearing how that really major mindset work is happening in other in other industries, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Because I think sometimes we think it's just like some like crazy coaching thing. <laughs> like, is it even real? Does so, it even work? I thought it was woo-woo,
1: right? <laughs> like, it was very woo-woo to me. I honestly yeah. I used to, like poo-poo them, like whatever, whatever, whatever. Because I was a hard worker and I actually did get a lot of results for that hard work that I did, but I felt exhausted doing that. Like if we looked at then when I got there, when I achieved the goal that I wanted, I felt exhausted doing that way. Moving into this way of doing it, like kind of combining the woo with the the do, you know, the mindset with that action, the woo with the do, I was able to now. Do it in a way that felt good. Like I actually also went from working forty plus hours a week in that thirty days to working only twenty five hours a week. And I mean, if you think about it, it's not hard. Like you might be like, "How? How's that possible?" Well, I stopped doing a hundred different things. Like I said to you, I embraced what I call the one thing formula, and I just went all in on one platform, one main core signature offer, one marketing plan. I wasn't now doing something different every single day. It was really easy to show up. And serve and sell and document the journey, and invite people to come along with me, because I was doing it in as little as five to ten minutes a day now, and then I was just showing up coaching my people in all of the other hours, you know,
0: yeah, and what I mean, whether this is a mindset or just a breaking point, like what allowed you to do that, like to cut back so much because I know that what we tend to want to do when we want to make more money, or there's a line in the sand of like, I have to make, I have to make this work. We want to consume way more, learn, 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 learn. We're looking at what everyone's doing and we're trying to do as much as possible. Try this, try that. And I mean, you and I both know, obviously that's not the answer, but it is the temptation. So it's like, did you, was that a hard decision to make? How did you make that decision?
1: Yeah, this is such a good question. And I actually love going back into it right now because a lot of times what I share with other people, I'm like sharing for myself and I need this reminder as yeah. well right now. But um, there was a few things I had going for me with this. Number one, I did not start my coaching business because I needed to. I started my coaching business because I wanted to. So if I decided to walk away, the only thing that was going to really be hurt wasn't my bank account. It's going to be my ego, okay? Yeah. That's pretty, you know, that's a, that's a real gift. And I was able to see that that was a gift. If I were to walk away, it was the only thing wasn't going to hurt me. I could. I could make that choice that I wanted. And my husband, I mean, this is one of my many kitchen floor crying episodes I've had throughout my years in business. But you know, my husband came to me and he's like, babe, I love you, but like, this is not working for me. Like, We decided to do this to fill your cup up, but now it's like draining everything else. And, um, I, at first I was like "F you! which finger would you like to see asshole? Cause I helped you build your dream. Excuse my language friends. Um, and now you're supposed to help me build my dream, my new dream after, see, I had gotten lost. I only ever wanted to be two things in life, which was a race car driver and a mom. And I had done all of them by 28. So yeah. like, and done them well. And now I'm like, I have no purpose in life. And, um, you know, I had taken this, this moment and I actually, um, turned to God. So I have a story of I didn't talk to God for about 20 years. He took my dad away. I didn't hate him. I just didn't talk to him. I went and did all the things without God. And I am very, very faith driven. Um, I started growing a relationship back with him at this time. And I just kind of came to him and I said, listen, I need your help right now. Cause for, as you said, for me, and this was my nature by default, I would just go back to do more, do more, do more in hopes that more would equal more, but I just couldn't, I, I actually had nothing left in me. I was so drained. I was at my proverbial rock bottom, which I've had a couple different times over the years. And I just believed through, I mean, it's not like God speaks to me audibly. He usually speaks to me through, you know, a a road sign or a book that I'm reading or a podcast that I'm listening to. But, you know, he just kind of said to me, it's time for you to do less better, Jesse. You're very talented. It's time for you to lean all in and start going a hundred percent in just a few small areas. Like Again, as, as women, especially as moms, we pride ourselves on multitasking. I mean, I I am like the multitasking queen still to this day. But when it comes down to really focused effort, I have to stop multitasking because I want you to think about it. Most of the time, we give 10% here, 12% there, six, five, two, one, four. It really should not be a wonder why we don't get 100% results anywhere, right? And this is what I felt like God saying to me. He's like, more does not equal more, Jesse, because you aren't giving 100% anywhere. It's time to do less better. And I actually read the compound effect. So that really came to me through the compound effect book by Darren Hardy. And I just went all in. And that's how I was like, I'm going to give, I don't have to do this. I'm going to give it 30 days. I'm going to go all in. And what I coined is the one thing formula. And back then, you see a lot of people talk about this, but back then, there wasn't a lot of people talking about this. They were telling you, have an event, have a mastermind, have this and that. And I had coaches I hired telling me that this was the world's worst idea. And I was just like, it's okay. Cause like, I think I'm supposed to do it. Maybe I'm going to blaze a new trail. And that's exactly, that's exactly what I did, but I I didn't know where I was going to end up. I just honestly decided that it was do or die, which I know is a little bit aggressive. And I kind of joke is I've heard Gary Vee, everybody knows who Gary Vaynerchuk is, right? Friends, if you don't, he, what you need to know is he's just a big influencer in the space of um, lots of different arenas, but let's just say business growth for now. And a lot of times he'll tell you he's chased down goals in his life because he envisioned what would his life look like if his mother was dead or his wife was dead or his kids were dead. And I'm, I remember the first time I heard that was like, "You're that's morbid, that's yeah. right? But at the same time, again, it kind of goes back to my race car driving days. It was like, you got to show up hundred percent if you're going to blow up. Cause if you don't, you are going to actually blow up in a bad way. Right. Like you, and that was what it came to for me. I was like, I'm going to give hundred percent right now. I'm going to do less, better. I'm going to show up in the best way that I can, because if I don't do this, I'm going to lose everything. And I was willing to lose everything. And that it was easier. I do believe for me to say, because it wasn't my bank account hinging on it. Right. But I will tell you now as somebody who's made money, money has not brought me any sort of happiness. Yes. It's brought me some freedoms and this and that, but it's my ego. It's my sense of fulfillment that actually really drives me. And so, um, that was what was driving me at that point was like, how can I do this and, and start to feel like I am feeling fulfilled and I'm no longer sacrificing myself and others. And I knew that If I could figure this out for me, that it was my job to bring it back to others. So it was always like, I'm doing this for me, but gosh darn it. I know if I'm feeling this way, other people are too. And I need to bring this back to them.
0: Yeah. And I think whether like that's what you're doing today for people listening who who need to do less and really cut cut things back, or I also think there's probably a lot of people listening that have their own different way of doing things or their own rule to break. And It's so scary to listen to that, but I mean, I think that's like, that is, I mean, you built different businesses. So, you know, this. like, we forget, like, that's what being an entrepreneur is. That's what being a business owner is. It's creating something new, doing something different. And it's in this space where there's all these like marketing programs and, you know, do it exactly like this. It, we forget like, you know, yeah, you might find someone that you really resonate with and you, you take a lot of their way of doing it. And that's great. You might also be someone who feels this pull to bring something different to the world. And that could be in the way that you market. It could be in the way that you teach whatever, you know, whatever process you do, physical therapy, whatever, right? Like in any niche, you might have this unique process. I think it's also just permission for people to, to break the rules. And more than anything, trust their, their intuition or that message that God's bringing them or however it feels to them. Right.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think I will say like, to that was hard for me. So I know that that's hard for every one of us to decide that we could go pioneer and blaze a trail. I mean, I didn't come from anything. Like I, I, I even, in fact, I will tell you, like, I, I tell you this world when race car driving, um, story, but I mean, for five years before that, I traveled the country introducing myself, handing out resumes, asking for opportunities to get a thousand no's or more, right? Like so much so that I really thought I was a nobody, you know, like why would anybody listen to me? Why would this or that? And come to find out the ways that I did things in there set the precedent for new people coming in. And it was so great for me to be able to then see that later on. And then same thing in, in my, my coaching business stuff. I was like, who am I to think that I could do anything better in teaching people to grow business? Like, for example, I didn't start with, with business coaching. I started with life coaching and health coaching. And I've pivoted over the years because I struggled with growing my business. And when I figured it out, I knew I was supposed to bring it to other people. And I will say that's something I have also really struggled with. I felt like a fraud over the years as I've evolved and shifted and grown and thinking like, why would anybody think that they should trust me on this now? Because I've been talking about X and now I'm talking about Y and that was really scary for me. And then I finally just decided like, hey, I got to go all in on this because if if I don't, I'm still going to stay in this place of being unhappy doing something that doesn't feel 100% the right fit, right? But somebody here right now probably also needs to hear like, we all, even if you've not identified it yet, we all have our own unique way of achieving results, our own framework, strategy, et cetera. And when you, if you've not identified that, I would just ask you to like take a minute and think to yourself, Where were you and where are you now and what got you there? I know that you think it's similar to hundreds or thousands of others who are out there doing the same thing as you, but it's not, it's, it's not. And when you add in your personality, like those are the two things that'll make you stand out in the online space. There's more, but the two main things are your unique personality and then your unique methodology. And so many people will come to me in coaching and they're like, yeah, I don't have a unique methodology. Like I teach the same thing as some other big name in their industry. And I'm like, no, you you don't. You don't. Um, you just get the same results or transformation over people. But there's a different avenue to get there. And you need to own that, especially if you think anybody's ever going to pay you. Because if you're not highlighting the fact that you're different and you're unique publicly first, they're never gonna hire you because they've already hired other people. They've already invested in other programs and not gotten what they want. So if you seem like the same thing, they're never gonna hire you. And you're gonna feel like the best kept secret when really you're the best things in sliced bread. Like you gotta yeah. dig into this. And it takes, it's hard. It's hard to see that we are, are or could be the same level as those people who we look up to or are further ahead of us, but that's all they are, is further ahead of you. That's it. And I've been able to surpass coaches that I hired in the beginning by far. It was never my goal or plan, but I've just been able to do it so much. Why? Not because I'm better than them, but honestly, because I embrace my own unique way. And I didn't try to be that cookie cutter, like fit in and say all the the proper whatever. There are going to be people who don't like you in the way that you do it. But for every one person who doesn't like you and the way that you do it, there will be 10 more. I promise you who actually are falling more and more in love with you because of those things. And this is something that I just, I didn't understand and I was so afraid and I just sat there for so long, afraid to go all in on what was special and unique to me. And I will share too, um, here, I feel like what can really amplify and drive this point home. I, um, have had a lot of different roller coaster rides in my entrepreneurial journey. And I was actually at a point um, about three years ago, I welcomed baby number five on New Year's Eve. And then that was of 2020. So three months later, the pandemic hit. And then three months after that, my husband was diagnosed with cancer. And then six months after that, he had lost 80 pounds. It was two days before Christmas. And they had told us to get ready for the end, to go home and enjoy our last Christmas together, which for me was... So hard for so many reasons, but number one, because I'd lost my dad when I was 11, I knew what it was like, and I had all these babies. I had a, I had a baby who was still on the boob. I was potty training another, I was now homeschooling the other three, and no amount of money was worth it to me to lose out on any more time with my husband. And I was only working at that time about 25 hours a week between both businesses. So I was able to like keep all the balls in the air, but I was still feeling really pressured and I was going to close down my coaching business because I was like, right now, my I was a one woman show. I built my millionaire mompreneur project to seven figures as a one woman show. I had my physical therapy clinic, but that employed ten other people. My husband was home sick in bed. Um, I was trying to raise these kids on my own, pretty much. Pandemic. We didn't have people come over. We have older parents. We didn't want them to come. Over. I was like doing it all by myself. It was horrible, but in that time, a big coach who I had invested in has an eight figure business. He said, Jesse, don't close your business down. He said, you should, you're great at closing um, sales calls. Cause I was closing at like 85% at that time. He's like, you're great. Let's hire somebody. We'll hire a sales team. We'll train them in your way of doing it. And we can keep your business growing that way. You can just show up and coach, but whatever. And I said, okay, yeah, yeah. Like whatever. I, let's just do that. I went as far as to hire people. I went as far as to put together all of the training guidelines. I put training videos. I made PDF uh, guidebooks, all the things. And then one day I was just like, this goes against everything that I stand for. I'm very much, when you buy a personal brand, you get me, like you get me. And it just felt hard because then I was like, so then I'm going to teach my people how to train a sales team. Do I really want to do that? Because I pride myself on the fact that I have built my business as a one woman show and I've done it in part-time hours. Like, I don't think that's the way I'm supposed to go. And I brought it up to my coach and he was like, no, Jesse, you're just overwhelmed right now. I really think you're supposed to do this, which I don't say anything. I love him. We still have a great relationship. Um, but I brought it to another coach that I had invested in. Same thing. Jess, I think he's right. I think you should do that. I think you should do that. And I just decided, nope, I'll close my business down before I do that. I'm not doing it. And I got the idea instead to start selling in the DMs instead of getting on sales calls to invite people to not book a call with me, to send me a call to action keyword in my DMs. And when I I decided to go all in on this, I went all in on it. And this is the first 100K month actually I ever had by selling in the DMs. And I did it in total for that whole month. I sold in probably five hours, which I had been doing probably... 20 hours of sales calls a week before that to now five hours in total a month. Cause I was, I have a group coaching program now. So I work in a one-to-many way and it's a group coaching program of a one-on-one feel. So, um, I didn't, I wasn't working a ton of hours, which was awesome for the actual coaching side of what I did. Um, and I just went all in on this DM strategy and I will say to you every, like, I didn't see anybody else doing this. Now DM sales strategies are a big deal, right? The last few years, this was three years ago. You didn't see that a lot. I had my big coaches telling me, you can't do that. Can't be done. Especially I was selling high ticket, 10K plus. Cannot be done, Jesse. We've never done it. You can't do it. I was like, I'm stubborn. Watch me, watch me. But again, I had everything to lose or everything to gain, excuse me, and nothing to lose because I was already going to close my business. I didn't care. And then we had uh, insane goals or insane um, achievements. 100, my first 100K a month working. Um, it was like five to 10 hours a week total with selling myself and coaching my people. And I say that to you only because like, I didn't think I could do that. I, I was like, who am I? Everybody's telling me no. And God's like, do it. God's like, do it. I'm like, are you sure? Like, I don't know. Like, I just don't know. And he's like, so what, give it a go. And then it went so well that the coach that told me I couldn't do it, who was helping me train my, my sales team, invited me to come and teach his team how to sell in DMs, paid me and invited me to come and teach his mastermind how to sell on the DMs. And so I didn't think that I could do that, but I just trusted my gut, like you said, Taylor, trusted my intuition and just leaned in. And I was willing to fail. And I know that's so hard to do. And the best thing I can say to you guys on that one is just stop thinking about it and just go do it just go like the more you think about it, like the more you won't do it. So don't think about it, whatever you got to do, five, four, three, two, one, Mel Robbins, it like, just go do it, go do it, be willing to fail. Because if you, even if you fail, you're going to get a result. And then guess what? You get to like tweak or repeat yeah. or whatever. In my case, i did a lot of trial and error and a lot of crash and burn to build this seven figure brick and mortar and this seven figure coaching business, like a lot. So you see these highlight reels, right? How we started out in this episode and I'm like well let me just tell you about all of this crash and burn right um I had been trying to sell in the dms for two years previous and that's probably why then I was able to come out swinging and and have our first 100k month in 30 days but there's two years before that where I sucked and I got ghosted and I got blocked because of the way I tried to sell in the dms you know.
0: Oh, I love that you added that part in too, because sometimes what's aligned for you. And I don't think we hear this enough does not work at first. So you could have been like, but I've tried that. Like, and it doesn't, and we hear that all the time from clients and probably from ourselves too. Cause I still have that conversation with myself. Like "But it didn't, it, it's not working or it didn't work last time or, and you just, you really do have to trust yourself. And I also love that story. That's why I was like, so like, just, I mean, they won't probably see this, but I'm like nodding, like, yes, because oh my God, I've had so many things like that where, and again, and also it's like, if I'm getting this message from God, or I'm getting this strong intuitive nudge, like why can't one of these coaches or someone in my life be the sign that's like, yes, you should do that. It's it always seems to go like that, where it's like you re, that's what trusting yourself is. It's not trust yourself because everyone else agrees. And it's so obvious and it's, it works immediately. It's so It can be very frustrating in the journey, but it's very rewarding when you you really follow through on it. And I've had so many strategies I've tried that I knew were not right. I just knew they weren't exactly what you said. Like, that's not what I want to teach my people. That's not what I stand for. And yet you still try it. And it can be hard to trust yourself, but it's also really hard to implement things like that when the whole time you're just in your body, you're like, this isn't right. You know? Um, and it usually doesn't work either. So
1: <laughs> and I want to like say right there, like, I love that you've been so honest about this and I want to like raise a hand and say me too right now, because there's so much power in the me too movement and no matter what arena it is. And it's like, I gave away my power for so long in my business. I hired so many coaches and, and paid for courses and went to events and this amount that, that the truth is it was all worth it. There were things I gained from it. There were some of the things I gained were things I was like, I will never do that. I hate that like ew, and so on, but there were things I gained from it. So I don't regret any of it, but I will say it was when I finally, like, I actually have not really had a coach now for a while. And for the longest time, I was afraid to maybe say that outwardly because it's like, I do think a lot of people still need coaches um, and I'm not even saying that I don't, but right now for a coach and building my business, I took a step back because I invested in somebody last year in 2022, that I was really just sold in on the flashy marketing on the flashy results. And I, it felt genuine and I'm not even saying that they didn't mean it genuinely, but I was able to, when I got through to the other side of that, I was like, yeah, you bought into this because she was really good at selling you into it. And like, I'm very much about, like, I only teach what I call authentic and transparent sales. I will not teach you how to twist people's arms to get into your program. I will like, I, we don't teach people how to be salespeople. I'll teach you how to sell a lot of stuff, but it will not be because you sold somebody into your program because they actually came in your DM or filled out a form. Like, they will only come in because they 100% believe it's right for them because I told them exactly what strategy they're learning. It's not a, oh, I'm going to teach you this result. And this is why you should buy in because I'm really good at marketing you. Like, no, this is my exact business model. If this feels 100% right for you, great. Here's what we can do with that. And there's not enough of that right now. And I like, I know, I know you're very, um, passionate about this right now too. And I'm so glad because we're so much stronger together to have a lot of us who are really speaking out about this. Cause I just gave away my power for so long and it was hard to take my power back because that didn't feel like there was any guarantee. Not that there's a guarantee when you hire a coach either, but it feels like it. Cause they basically tell you in their marketing, there's a guarantee, <laughs> um, or imply it. And that is something that I wish I kind of understood sooner. And I, I mean, this was twenty twenty two. It's twenty twenty three right now at the time of this. Yeah. Just the end of twenty twenty two that I did it, and I almost did it again in the beginning of twenty twenty three. And I felt a hard, like visceral, like no, Jesse, uh, no, like like sick, no, because I'm learning to like trust myself. And that has only come through experience. I always say with confidence comes experience in anything that you do. And so I've just been trying to really tap into that more and um, trust my heart over my head. My head was telling me, you should buy this. You should invest in this. And my heart and my gut was like stick to my stomach. And it wasn't the butterflies of excitement. It was the butterflies of like something's amiss here.
0: I just like, cannot agree.
1: I'm like, yep, that's all I have to say. I know. And, and just people need to hear that because yeah. I know when I was further behind, I felt that way even more, you know, I still feel this way now as far along as I am. And so back then I, I really didn't believe that I could ever get to where I wanted to go unless I had somebody else show me the exact way. And really, I always knew it. I always knew it.
0: Oh my gosh. Oh, this I'm so excited. I'm like, can we put this out right now? Because I think there's so many golden nuggets in here of what's going to help you stand out. What's going to help you streamline so you can make more money, but then also this bigger message of being willing to innovate and trust yourself and even invest for the right reasons. <laughs> and, um,
1: and yeah. investing the right strategy for you. Like I yes. tell Story, and I'm sure you've been there before with yourself. I'm sure you've had this with you. Have you ever had any clients come to you who've invested in really big marketers, like like big names, Tony Robbins for me, Marie Forleo, Amy Porterfield? I get so many clients who've come to me from them, not gotten results. I'll use Amy Porterfield's DCA, yeah, Digital Course Academy. These people come to me with their tail between their legs, ready to give up their business. It's like a last minute, like Jesse, I'm going to give this a go because you're a mama and you get it. Let's just see. And they have like hundreds of hours. This is what I hear afterwards. They get success with me and they're like, well, the reason I get success with you is because your course, your whole course is like six hours long and you have a workbook and you have checklists, you have this and that. Amy Porterfield has, I've never taken her course, but they say that she has hundreds of um, program videos and stuff in there and no like one-on-one, no way to help them implement it into their business. Whereas you come in, you get hot seat coaching with me. Literally, I'm going to know you, your name. If you want me to know your kids' names, I'm going to claim myself as an internet auntie to them. Like that <laughs> is how it is. And it's not that I'm better than those people at all. It's that they finally invested into the right framework for them. And so there's going to be some people who come to me. My framework is not the right thing for them. Maybe they don't want to do passive, sal- passive sales. I teach passive sales. Maybe they don't want to do that maybe they don't want to go all in on one group coaching signature offer. I'm not going to teach you how to sell five different offers. I'm going to teach you how to sell one main group coaching signature offer that's mid to high ticket. Like, I don't get nervous if somebody's like, yeah, no, like you, so you can't help me sell. Nope. I mean, you could take some of what I learned here. Yeah, but no, this is not the right fit for you. In fact, I would recommend Taylor. I would recommend so-and-so. That's what I do. So when I talk about authentic and transparent, it's like, Dude, I will sell you in if you're the right fit, but I will also push you far, far away. My strategy might not be right for you. So be willing to like really dig into that strategy or framework that you're buying, whether it's for your business, whether it's for your health goals, your marriage goals, your parenting goals. Like there's so much power in finding the right strategy for you because all strategies work, right? But the reason some don't work for you is because it's not the right strategy for you. Try again. Go find
0: the right strategy for you. Yeah. I love that so much. Thank you so much for this amazing conversation and all of this value for everyone listening. And I know a lot of this was great reminders for yourself and it was really great reminders for me too. I feel like we're just like, so on the the same wavelength. Can you let everyone know those that are resonating, which anyone still listening, I'm sure is very much resonating (laughs) where they can find you and, and connect with you.
1: Yeah, so I'm Jesse Harris Bowton on Instagram. That's the number one main place I like to hang out. I'm there pretty much all the time, Instagram stories and all the things just a quick message away if you want to say hello. Um, But that's the best place you can connect, learn more about me, link to my website, watch anything that you want there. And I also have a podcast, The Millionaire Mompreneur Project. So you should definitely go check that out because Taylor is coming on with me over there. And we're going to have, listen, I'm sure some of the things will cross over. We're going to have a little bit of a different story over there too. So I want to make sure that you get to join us over there at The Millionaire Mompreneur Project Podcast.
0: I love it. Thank you so much. You guys, I hope that you loved this episode. I know that I did and I'll talk to you guys in the next episode. Bye.